Boom. Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. It's Monday. It's our day to get back in the groove of things. It's our time to start making some extra cash, and it's a good thing we got a show today based on just that. We're going to show you how to make some extra money using nice. your existing resources. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, <laughs> it's about that time for you to drop some fire. Ooh, let's do it. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder, please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is making it possible for you to get paid just for using the internet like you do every day. This might sound too good to be true, but our guest is on a mission to decentralize the internet and empower consumers to become their own service providers. We all typically access our internet the same way, through our service provider. But our guest's unique platform incentivizes users to share their Wi-Fi resources through a mesh network, empowering consumers to move away from the big cloud companies and create truly decentralized access for all. Our guest wants to deploy a new, innovative wireless and cloud infrastructure, one that gives the users the power to earn money while sharing the power of their networks with others. Stay tuned how, to learn how you can help create internet access for more and more people and get paid for it too. Joining us today out of Denver, Colorado, innovative leader, investor, system architect, and Fortune 500 businessman from the RevoFi Network, welcome to the show, Justin Caswell. Oh, <laughs> Justin, what you think, man? Three minutes in, how'd you like that? Love it, love it, love the energy, man. Thank you so much for the uh, the kind intro and, and the great explanation there. So, love it, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, dude, you are the one who needs to thank you here. Decentralizing the internet, first of all, just so we're all on the same page. Uh, you know, what is it like today, and what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, so what it's like today, right? I mean, we we all know. Hey, we've got to get our internet from a CenturyLink. We got to get our our internet from you know, Comcast or, or whoever we're getting our internet from. And then typically they'll send out this box that comes with it, right? And then that's kind of like how we all access our internet. And then if you want something faster for your Wi-Fi gaming or anything like that, you go out to Best Buy and get yourself a, a, you know, a router or something like that, and then you connect it. The problem is those devices never make you any money, man, right? Okay. So day zero, you're putting devices in your home that's costing you cash and never making anything. So the big difference is, our devices make you money. That's the big. That's the big difference, right? That's the paradigm shift. So rather than investing in cash, uh, you know, into devices that will never uh, bring you return, now you can do that. So 
let me get this straight. It's kind of like owning rental property, right? You buy your own house. You're never. It's never going to make you any money because you need a place to live. You buy a rental property, put a tenant in, all of a sudden start spitting out some cash flow. You're saying that the thing that I get my internet from can spit out some cash flow? Exactly, man. And why would you not want that, right? I mean, you're accessing it anyway. You're using it anyway. And then when you're not using it, why not resell it? Oh, man, I got two teenagers in the house. I don't think there's ever a time I'm not using the internet. But exactly, still, right? right? But, but the, the point is we're not using everything all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. During that downtime, there's a possibility for us to make some money. How does that work? Yeah, so there's a few different ways, right? Um, so the, the three kind of primary ways is going to be direct like wireless access right over that that wi-fi six mesh network so anybody that's using that that's going to give you some rewards right you're going to get revenue off of that if you've got any kind of storage or or compute that you're putting back onto the network and letting other people use those are the other two ways you're going to earn right and so that's all built into these devices you don't even have to do anything you just put it back onto the network and then if other people want to use that you know rather than using say like an amazon uh, web services or a gcp or an azure now they just, you know, they can use your devices or they can use the network. And then that's how you're going to make money, man. All right. How'd you get into this space, man? Because I, I feel like you're like against the man. Like, <laughs> you know, we were going to go down some conspiracy rabbit hole if I asked you this question. But how'd you get into this space? Oh, uh, yeah. So I started in this kind of area about 20 years ago, believe it or not, man. So I've been in telco uh, for a long time. Started off with Motorola back in the day. But, uh, you know there's there's always these things that i see uh for market opportunities through the years and one thing that's always kind of like uh you know been like kind of in my face is like how can you actually resell the internet whenever you're you know your internet service whenever you're not there using it or how can other people utilize it easier and how can you have easier access and and why do i have to have you know these massive bills for using storage and compute in these cloud you know, like systems and networks why can't i just bring it out here so you know, that's kind of where I got started, man. And whenever you start talking about going against the man, it's it's more of like, can we just become the man? Like each one of us, you know? <laughs> that's a good, that, yeah, yeah. Why not become the man? That's what we're all trying to do anyways, right? That's the whole purpose of starting your own business. I mean, it reminds me of Apple when Apple first got started, right? They, you know, 1984 is not going to be like 1984. They were going to stick it to IBM and they were going to go against that big corporation. And now yeah. they're the big corporation. I'm sorry. I took it too far. <laughs> exactly. You took it way exactly. too far. Way too far. Way too far, man. I heard Amazon was doing something very similar with their like ring products or something that, that's going on where they're trying to give people kind of like free internet on, on the on the uh, like walking by. What what's the difference? What's what 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 is what's going on there? Yeah, the again, right? Like that big difference, man, is who owns it, right? Follow the money. Whoever owns the device, whoever's providing that that piece of that network, right? That's who's going to get the cash. That's where the revenue is coming from. So if you're leasing that device, or or if you're paying for for other services from somebody else, right? You'll never have ownership, and and that means, right? There's two things that you'll never get to see off of that. You'll never really see true uh, true revenue and true profits off of that that device if you go with with somebody else owning it. Right. And then you'll also never see the actual benefits of long term value gains uh, from the cash that's being generated off of those devices. Right. Because if you look at the cash value, of say, those assets that, that you're actually being rewarded in, those can go up over time. Right. And so now the interest rates and 
uh, just the, the typical value of that is, is going to help you, uh, you know, hedge against inflation and all kinds of other things. So, you know, that that's where my head's at whenever I say, hey, get one of these devices. It's different because you own it. Yeah. And, and, and we're talking decentralized here. So there's a lot of things going on where people want to decentralize, decentralizing currency, decentralizing, you know, escrow processes and paperwork and records and all these different types of things. Uh, the money that we're earning off this, is it in dollars or how are we getting paid for this type of service? Yeah. So you're getting, uh, you're getting paid directly in Revos, right? And so Revos is the native token on, on the network, on the decentralized cloud services network. So everything that you're you're essentially earning as a miner with one of these devices, you're going to be you're going to get paid in Revos, right? And then Revos is going to be out there across all these devices, and you can you can do different things with it. But people are going to be spending it just to access the network and to put storage and compute and run just web services on it, right? And so Revos is really the native token. Uh, we've got some data credits in there as well, so you can take Revos, burn them to use data credits. And data credits is just no different than uh, you know, say like rewards points or or even like data credits in Amazon web services or anything else. So you, you can take those credits and what separates us is you can actually take those data credits and I can send them to you uh, or I can transfer them back. We're going to make them transferable and actually usable on our network where most of the time, yeah, you know, once you get them, that's it. You can't do anything else with it, but we're going to try to make ours really flexible and move that around. So on top of that, the really interesting thing is everything that you earn on on top of that potentially, right? So now you could potentially be earning, you know, uh, you know, other types of cryptocurrencies on top of that. You could be providing other types of financial services or just be using, you know, you could even be earning just straight USD uh, cash off of this too. Whew. All right. Well, what kind of uh, hardware am I going to need here? Is it just the router or is there multiple different types of pieces of hardware that I can use? No, no, there's just... You just buy the router and then, uh, you know, just attach that to your network. You can either do it uh, through physical connection or wireless, but any any three of the devices, and that's all you really need to get uh, set up and going, unless you're wanting to, you know, put it in a stadium or an arena of some sort. Then we're talking, right? Then you definitely <laughs> want to have that conversation. Yeah, all which right. we're doing, by the way. We're actually doing that in a few stadiums and arenas. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, we've got uh, there's there's a couple of arenas. Uh, they're they're like soccer arenas uh, over in and stadiums over in the EU, and, and so they're interested in in putting these all throughout the arena. Uh, and then we're partnering with some of our our other business partners and putting in some server systems and like you know something things like that. But the reason they're really wanting it uh, is because they're going down the path of uh, VR for their fans, um, and so they need high-speed wireless mesh uh, network systems within uh, the stadium and the arenas to, to deliver that type of, v, you know, VR experience. Dude, that VR thing is like Ready Player One coming to life is Great a up. reality coming into our future. Like it's it's a thing. Facebook is oh, spending yeah. so much time, effort, money into developing those types of, of platforms, those type of universe with their Oculus program. I oh, mean, yeah. you guys are developing all the the infrastructure needed to put that to work. What's the future look like for you guys? Where are you like as a company today and where, where do you see yourself going? Oh, man, it's such exciting times, right? Because it's such a blue ocean market that we're in right now. Uh, so, you know, today it's it's a little bit of an education piece, but everybody's like they get it right. It's not like that far of a walk to understand what we're trying to do. And so I think what we're seeing today is just this massive influx of interest and all these different use cases of like, oh, well, I can put this in my my smart, you know, I can use it for smart retail. And then now I can just automate all of my retail processes, right? Or they'd be like, oh, I can put this in my community and provide 
you know, wireless access to my whole community. And then I kind of become like the centralized access point for everybody, right? Where, you know, there's hotels, man, there's all kinds of different use cases than people that we're talking to. So I think where we're at today is, I mean, we're just barely scratching the surface of what's possible. Um, because I think what people are actually going to be able to do with these devices and where they're going to take it and how they're going to use them. And like, I'm really excited to see where that goes. And I think over the next course of, of like the next 12 months, uh, we're going to see an explosion of, of different partnerships and use cases uh, and people just doing all kinds of really cool stuff with this to make cash with it. Which one's probably the most exciting use case that you've, you've kind of seen and you kind of want to see succeed? Um, for me, it's, it's really those, um, I think for me, it's like those community driven, like Wi-Fi mesh, uh, you know, systems and networks that people are talking about, uh, where it's like, Hey, you know, they, they've got kind of like maybe this rural community and, you know, they don't have fiber out there. Cable's not that great. Right. And so there's kind of some optionalities that they can bring by deploying uh, this into their communities. And now it's like really going from kind of like older technology so like the latest and greatest technology overnight. And so I think those types of use cases get me really excited because it's not only, you know, improving the lives of that community, but now it's opening them up to these whole brand new financial services uh, that they've never had before. Right. So can I, Go can first. I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, sure. So like, I'm, I'm thinking of like security stuff. I know there was this thing recently that uh, I think Amazon was trying to do something with like sharing, uh, sharing your yeah with your ring devices with all your devices sharing the wi-fi network or whatever mm -hmm. and i remember a lot of the hubbub being about people being worked up like oh my gosh all my private data so can you like tell us a little bit about some of the security measures that are in place to make sure that i don't know i guess if i'm sharing my network that i don't get hacked yeah, yeah absolutely that's that's one of the centric questions that always comes up right very first ones and so you know, right out of the gate from the hardware level uh, and all the way through the software stack and all the way through the network, uh, we have a ton of different security that, that we're implementing. Um, so one of the main things that we're doing to secure the hardware, right, is we're actually putting a secure element directly into the devices, um, as well as using all kinds of other fun security protocols, right, from secure boot to, you know, trusted execution environment, uh, all these different types of things. So in short, uh, we're, we're looking at hardware and software to actually secure the physical device themselves. Um, and then we're also using uh, that same methodology to actually make sure that you have secure communications between devices, uh, that we're actually encrypting all of the storage. So if you are storing information on that drive, it's encrypted, right? And so the only way that uh, somebody can access that data is if they have your private keys, uh, which they're not going to have, right? And so we have a lot of, of public, you know, key infrastructure systems that we're implementing as part of this as well. Uh, and all of these are pretty standard, you know, and used out there today. So none of this is really new from a security perspective. The one thing that is new that we are doing uh, is we're partnering with uh, one of my long-term uh, colleagues out in uh, DC. They've got this amazing company. Uh, it's all based around AI. And so what it actually does is it'll come in and it looks at the entire network and our entire platform and it looks at the code and if it sees any code in there uh, that's incorrect, it'll go in and like fix it and replace it automatically and kind of does some other really cool, interesting stuff. So on top of all the security that we have, we also have private security partners coming in. Uh, and these are people from you know Google Brain and NVIDIA Scholars. And these guys are you know way above my head whenever it comes to that kind of stuff. 
That's funny, James. If I had the clip, I'd be playing Will Smith in the uh, in iRobot. You done gave it a brain. Like But but it also sounds I'm sorry to go, interrupt, go, but go like go it also it. sounds like Justin's really trying to change the world, like really creating something that like everybody's gonna benefit from. I mean, that's the whole idea, really, you know. I mean, if we if we can revolutionize humankind to where we're all kind of like our own bosses, we're all our own financial institution uh, and we can we can operate and run companies and run businesses and we can all do that with with less centralized systems and authority. That's we're talking massive amounts of efficiency here. Right. And if we can be more efficient, that's less energy burn. That's also more time and time is the most valuable aspect that anybody Mm -hmm. can have. And so the, the real goal here at the end of the day, and it's a little narcissistic, it's just so I can have more time right, to do the <laughs> yeah. things that I want to do. And the only way that I can do that is to make my money and my devices and my, my you know, things that I own make money and generate revenue. We're so used to buying these devices that never make us money. And it's ridiculous. We've got to stop doing that, right? We have to like really change our mindsets and say everything that we buy is an investment. And if that investment doesn't have an ROI, especially long term, I should probably rethink it. Yeah, that, that's. But you're going to start rethinking about the way you buy your phone, the way you buy your computer, the way you buy your router, all those different things. Absolutely. So when 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 you're talking about these communities that are that are together, does that affect who your service provider is, or are the hardware pieces talking to each other within a proximity? So it's it's both, right? And so you the devices can talk directly to each other, and that's the whole kind of goal here. Right. Or you can talk from community to community, obviously, over an Internet connection. Right. But everybody that's in that kind of like local area, if I'm all, you know, if we're all hanging out kind of like in our neighborhood, uh, those messages that typically would have to go through my router, through my Internet, out to the cloud and then come back down and then find your device all the way on the other side. Now I can just send a local message directly to you and it never leaves our community. Hmm. That's where you're talking about the efficiency comes in, right? That's the right. that's the burning power. That reminds me of everything that's going on with crypto with uh, crypto right now about the difference between uh, what did they call it the uh, the way the way it's mined, like the the work. Yeah. So proof of work versus proof of work. Mistake. Yeah. 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 So the the version 1.0 of proof of work, right, which is still out there and running. Um, so what that is actually meaning is. So, and I was just having a conversation. I love this combo. So if you look at like how proof of work is, right, it's really computational. So that in short is like, I'm going to take a bunch of CPUs and we're just going to run them full sprint, right, to solve this math equation. So I get a bunch of rewards. Makes sense? Yeah. So that's kind of like version 1.0 and that's still out there and very healthy. And if you think about even like the energy burn, you know, the Bitcoin energy burn of even like all the ASIC miners and stuff out there that everybody's kind of like talking about, that is nothing compared to the amount of energy that say one of these massive banks use, you know, per day. Like think about all those data centers, uh, you know, with all those massive like servers that are just running these these huge databases and all these different like financial platforms. Like For every single online transaction. Yeah. What's that? For every single online transaction. Yeah, exactly, man. You know, so the the energy ratio is it's a lot more efficient, you know, and it's it's been proven. This is just math, right? So the it's a more efficient kind of way to to communicate, interact. It's just just better. 
Yeah, it sounds like that's that's exactly what you guys are doing with your softwares. It's not it's like the 2.0 version. This is this is us reducing the energy that's going out by using our local area versus using that that larger base, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and and with us, right? You these are it's it's still proof of work, but it's not like you're taking all of those those CPUs and just maxing them out all the time, right? Like we're actually using proof of work in a more intelligent way because we're saying, look, the proof of work here is you provided the the resource, somebody used it, that was the work. You should be rewarded, right? And mm-hmm. so rather than crunching a bunch of CPUs and, and really pushing that that energy, we actually want to be less energy and like higher reward. That makes sense. That makes sense. So is the hardware, does it have any type of storage device in it to help kind of grow that, that cloud base? Like when you buy the router, is it, is it a little bit different where it's got maybe a hard drive inside? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, two of our devices, you can actually choose the size of the drive that you want to put on it all the way up to one terabyte. And then we're mm-hmm. actually working on, uh, there's also some expansion slots in there. So we're working on, uh, adding the ability for users to actually even add more storage later on down the line too. Uh, so that way you've got even more earning potential. And then, it, you know, we're even lurking on uh, the ability where you can actually take like your network attack storage that you currently have or other drives that you have and just add that. Right. So if you got USB like sticks laying around or drives laying around, just put all that back onto the network, start making money with it. So what what can we expect? Uh, what kind of revenue can we expect to get to generate from this thing? Like it's, I mean, the, it sounds like the potential is huge to make a human connection. Yeah. Uh, what about the revenue? So the revenue could be very interesting here as well, right? And and I'm I'm gonna say this because uh, I haven't announced this officially, so I'm gonna announce it here on your guys' show. Nice. <laughs> so what we're gonna actually do uh, is we're actually creating NFTs to go with each one of these devices. Um, so on top of your earning potential uh, with just the mining aspect, now you're going to get NFTs with it too. And, and so now that NFT can be tradable. Uh, it can go up in value. You can hold on to it. Uh, and so again, right, like that's adding more additional revenue, more interaction, that kind of stuff. But the earning potential is really going to depend on, you know, where that device is located and how much utilization it has. Right. So if you're if you're at home and you're putting it in your house and you got a couple teenagers playing a lot of games and video games, right? You're probably going to earn a lot more. Uh, and then if you open it up for storage and compute and let other people, uh, you know, use it, then you'll probably see uh, massive earnings uh, as you know as well there. So it depends on I think where you're at, where you're located, and then I think yeah, you know, for our first adopters, they're probably going to make a pretty good earning because uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of competition out there, and so. I think, you know, the first 300 and, and, and then the first few thousand, obviously, that we get out there, they're going to they're going to earn pretty well. <laughs> I'll say that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like my parents and my grandparents, the ones who have the Internet but don't really use the bandwidth very much. I mean, these yeah. would be like some great little Christmas presents to send over and be like, here, here's a little revenue that you can have some a little cash producing cow for you. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? And then you have to explain the whole thing right here. Watch this episode, episode 831 of the business bros. I'll explain it to you. But but yeah. I mean, is, is that what you're saying? Like, like this is a perfect revenue router that we can bring into almost anybody even the high traffic home to a low traffic home yeah absolutely and that's it right i mean if it can if it makes you enough cash to pay your internet bill great that's more than your current like network devices do (laughs) 
I mean, dude, that's exactly the whole reason why I bought solar, bro, because I didn't want to have an SDG and E bill or an electric bill every month. Solar yeah. takes care of it. All I have to pay is for gas now. Yeah. Dude, that, that's some interesting stuff, man. Like, all right, so so where are you today with the company? Like, how do we get one of these? Or, or is it coming up on a launch or where are we at? Yeah, so product launch is happening really soon. Uh, pretty excited about that. So we're going we're gonna to be making some pretty... Uh, major announcements here in like the next couple of weeks about our NFT stuff and how we're attaching that. Uh, going to have an auction and a few other things going there. But, you know, we're, we've been telling our entire community and we're still on track, but we're going to be shipping product, you know, mid to late December. Uh, but we'll do the product launch, you know, somewhere at the beginning of, uh, you know, mid November, I think is somewhere in there. So it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, so if you're, if you're interested, definitely follow us on discord or, or come out and check us out. Uh, you know, Plenty of ways to get uh, interactive with us on on social media and whatnot too. So, uh, you know, definitely I would subscribe, and it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, you know launch the next few weeks for sure. So you're going to want to stay tuned. All right, dude. We, I, I got a quick question about uh, launch dates and stuff. You actually have our shipping either products coming in, and then products going to be going out direct to consumer. How has everything messed with you as far as, uh, you know, ships being locked out of the Long Beach cargoes? <laughs> like any of that bringing some stress into your life? Uh, I would, if, you know, if I said no, I'd be lying, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is historically like the worst time in history to try to build a product and bring it to market from a supply chain perspective. Uh, so it's been a heck of a challenge, but honestly, I think we were really lucky because we kind of knew this was coming when we started the company. And, and so we had the ability to go back and just source everything. Uh, and because we're running on commodity products and hardware, you know, it's not that hard to find. So, you know, the stuff that's under the hood is a lot of open source hardware or stuff that anybody can buy. Uh, but we just wanted to make sure that we had clear supply chain. So we got lucky. Um, and I think that with our suppliers, we're going to be able to ramp up, you know, to around 10,000 units a month uh, right now over like the next three to four months, which is a lot, you know. So we're really lucky. But I think where it's hitting is definitely getting the product to the customer because the customers are not used to paying these high shipping rates. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's becoming a serious challenge that we're going to have to figure out pretty quick. Dude, that's business, right? Any type of problem, it always presents an opportunity uh, you know, shipping, marketing, getting all your stuff off the ground. What's probably, what do you think has been your biggest hurdle in your business since it's, since it's inception and have you overcome it? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I think supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's definitely been like, you know, paramount, I think just because of like where we're at, but but honestly, outside of that, if we if it wasn't like historically like bad times right now in that world, uh, I think the next biggest thing, I'm going to be honest with you, merchant services accounts, man. Merchant mm. services is just it's horrific. It's hard to deal with You know that whole plot. You know, that whole system is a mess. And, and again, I think that's a huge market opportunity. You know, if somebody uh, was able to come in and provide, you know, merchant based services. Uh, so now you can accept credit and debit cards. Uh, for these types of products or crypto-based products or high-risk products, right, is what they call them. Uh, I think that's where, where people really need to go. At the end of the day, merchant services, they're like, oh, it's high-risk, but that's like 80% of everybody out there. <laughs> I like how they say that. 
Yeah, have you ever given a teenager a credit card? I'll tell you what high risk looks like. That's, that's exactly what it looks like. A 19-year-old kid with a credit card. Oh, that's okay. That's justified. That's all right. No problem. We'll call yeah. that. Uh, yeah, but a business that's established that has a business model, a plan, and is enacting, getting ready to, to produce 10,000 units a month, we still call that high risk too. Yeah, you sound high risk. I don't know if we want you to accept credit cards or not. <laughs> Like, all right, man. So uh, lastly, I know we kind of talked about it throughout the show, but if people want to get involved, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, definitely. The the easiest way is to go to our website, uh, get onto our, our Discord as well, uh, get on our, our social media, uh, any of those. And you can also, I'm super easy to find um, on either LinkedIn or Twitter. So definitely you can message me. I'm really slow to respond if you hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it's going to take about a week. Uh, so the best way is just to go to our website and get out there to our Discord and, and engage with us there. And our whole community is on our Discord. So, Dude, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Changing the world one piece of hardware at a time. That's some amazing yeah. stuff right there. All right, dude, I'm sure you've been getting on a lot of different podcasts. You're out there getting your message out, getting people to understand and educate them in, in what's going on and how they can how they can get involved. But what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? Loved it, man. You guys are the best. This is an amazing podcast. You guys are a lot of fun. Love the energy. Love the questions and the engagement, man. So, you know, would love to come back any any other time, man. Maybe like in another year, we'll do an update or something. Hell yeah. And plus, you know how to pick the songs, brother. Like, you just got the energy going right off the yeah. bat. That's what I'm talking about. That'll All right, go. ladies and gents. Justin, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Ladies and thank gentlemen, technology is here. Whether you like it or not, it's taking over. It's part of your everyday. Even my grandma's on the Facebook page taking pictures and doing stuff. So you know technology's right around the corner. Might as well get up to the front of the line and start making money using the same pieces of hardware that you're already using anyways. Check out Revify.com. That's Revify, R-E-V-O-F-I.com. If you want to know a little bit more about what's going on, we'll see you guys again next time. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.